0: Of Patriots Monday and Friday, 93.7 WEEI fm and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Here we go, now holler if you hear me though, it's the Rich Keefe Show. Here we go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. you to hear the Chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops, key for will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork and the father of two sweet daughters. The leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight, six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ah, the mic's hot on the night's watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too, doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. K W F E on W E E I. It's the Rich Keith Show. So here's your guy. Listen, this was not. Not an easy game. This is tough conditions. It wasn't pretty, but they found a way
2: to get a big win on the road. And I guess anything can happen.
3: The New England Patriots have lost five straight games for the first time since 1995. As the Chargers went it six to nothing.
4: Six to nothing. The final score of a NFL game in 2023 I did not make that up. We all watched it. 6 nothing was your final score. Welcome in to the Rich Keefe Show here on a Patriots Monday. Nick Fitzy Stevens with us for this 90-minute show leading up to Monday Night Football. Fitzy, how was that? How was that for an experience yesterday?
2: Rich, I got to tell you, one of the joys of riding the wave of Boston sports year 2000 to date has been has been witness to history, has been just sure. being a part of history. No doubt. And for such a long time, we were on the right side of history. The <laughs> double dynastic run, 12 championships, a new title town. Right. And now for us to be able to witness a different kind of history, to be on the wrong side of history, on a day yesterday... Yeah, that's right. ...where the weather, the conditions, and the environment definitely mirrored the moods of the fans and the season <laughs> at large, I got to say, it's pretty impressive. It's amazing. Yep. It is absolutely The season is amazing. amazing. It, it's not thank how... you. I'm so glad <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, on the yeah. two two you know two bodies one brain here. It is an amazing season.
4: We've been on every Monday throughout the entire regular <laughs> season, the now 2 and 10 regular season. We've said the same thing without with just replacing the number. There's still five more of these to go. There's still five games left in the season and just when you're like, "Ah, I can't get worse." Sure about that? you sure They're about that every week <laughs> you sure about that there's been all kinds of different losses along the way this wow. is now their second shutout loss and they allowed six points there was six points scored in the whole game there's two field goals in the game like By that's the other team one. in the second yeah the, in the other the team. second quarter Right, that was it. That was uh, uh, no red zone
2: possessions, by the way, for either team.
4: Well, it's funny every time they would uh, they would break in with like a quote unquote highlight of Jets Falcons, where it was Tim Boyle versus Desmond Ritter. I think the final score in that one was thirteen to eight, <laughs> and I was like, still more points than this one. Still a lot more points than this one. Like three and, the, and a half times the yeah. points. Oh yeah, way way more. They were just hey. just uh, I don't even know where to start. It, the uh, the defense the last three weeks is. Obviously, held up there under the bargain. They've allowed 10 points or fewer in three straight. That's Mm -hmm. just an insane number. The Patriots have scored 13 points in three games. They have scored one touchdown in three games. It's wild. So, we did see Bailey Zappi get his first start of the year, Mm -hmm. didn't turn it over. And that concludes the positive for really the game on offense. Bailey Zappi didn't throw a pick, he didn't fumble. And it's somehow, some way, a guy can play a whole game and not score a single point. And my takeaway is, yeah, I think he's still better than the other guy. I think he actually. I, I think I like him, understanding a little bit more. Not that that means anything in a
2: two and ten season. No, but also, I actually believe Bailey Zappi did us a huge favor yesterday. In addition to obviously contributing to the loss, which now has cemented the Patriots right smack <laughs> dab in the number two overall pick <sighs> in the 2024 NFL Draft. And Beautiful. I am just... Beautiful. I've never been more fired up for late April in my life. Mm-hmm. But one thing Bailey Zappi did help us all confirm yesterday is that the Patriots really do not have a long-term solution at the quarterback position currently on the roster, and that while, yes... The weapons, the line, the scheme, and everything else associated with the offense stinks. So do the quarterbacks.
4: Sure do. Yeah, and uh, perhaps this is harsh, Fitzy, but uh, this is also, I feel like, the reality. I don't think they have an NFL quarterback on the roster. Like, I don't know what the point of any of these guys. Like, Mac Jones was so bad. He regressed so much that I understand he'll get another opportunity because he's a first-round pick, and it takes a while for those guys to eventually get out of the league. But watching him play this year, I don't know why you would want on another team him taking up a roster spot. Bailey Zappi probably not a guy worthy of the league. And then Malik Cunningham didn't even play, which is another weird thing where you're like, all right, this offense is sputtered at every turn. They've been a mess, whether it was Mac Jones or not. And if you have like just an extra wrinkle that you could introduce, mm-hmm. why not? He didn't sure. Malik Cunningham didn't need to start. He didn't need to play half the game like Mack and Bailey split against the uh, the Giants two weeks ago. But just a little something. He's your, he's active. You sign uh-huh. him to the active roster. You're not scoring
2: any points. I don't even think you got in the red
4: zone. And you can't give Malik Cunningham a couple of plays?
2: What's with that? So I believe, and I'm wondering how good this intel is that I got, but someone who knows a someone said, that all of the Malik Cunningham plays that they had, and there was definitely, as was confirmed, I believe, a Malik Cunningham package, if you will, or a series of plays. Oh, nice, yeah. Guess what they were? What's that? Red zone plays. Gotcha.
4: Got to get gotta get there first. You
2: actually have to get... So if the
4: end zone was the 20-yard line, the Patriots still would have been shut out. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling me? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> if that's true, and that very well could be true... I feel like there were also, I don't know, third and shorts, fourth and shorts, which you can kind of mm-hmm. pretend, pretend it's the red zone, pretend you only need to get a few yards because at that point you did only need a few yards. You can still sprinkle them in. I think there's so much attention on the quarterbacks and there's so much attention on the future of Bill Belichick that kind of skating in all of this is Bill O'Brien is turning in one of the worst years of an offensive coordinator that we've seen in over a decade in the NFL. Oh sure. This offense oh, is putrid. Sure. And I know the ta- ah. I know the talents putrid. The talents bad, but there are a lot of bad teams. like there's a lot there, over the last 10, 12 years there's been a lot of teams with you know bad quarterbacks or sure. maybe they had good quarterbacks who got hurt and then they had to go with second third string guys all year long and yet still they've been able to put up more points than what Bill O'Brien is doing this year. It's been it, <laughs> not not that we need to compliment Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, but suddenly suddenly those guys don't look quite as bad because we thought Bill O'Brien was, was competent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Last year, it was Josh McDaniels leaves, and you're stuck with the triumvirate, the three-headed monster of Belichick, Judge, and Patricia calling plays and coordinating the offense, and you're thinking, oh, boy, Josh McDaniels looks pretty, pretty, pretty good uh-huh. right about now. Uh-huh. Now, Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge, of course, Joe Judge is here overseeing. Just a tightly run, buttoned-up special teams operation. No, they're good. Yep. Battlefield position. Nary a mistake all season. (laughs) Uh, Now, all of a sudden, they don't look so bad. I mean, dude, but think about this. Few times have I ever thought a team was more snake-bitten and suffered from a damned if you do, damned if you don't, what the hell are you supposed to do complex in these Patriots? You try to throw downfield, open the offense up, because it's a little too predictable. Yeah, with the bubbles and Dropped. the screens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tyquan Thornton, what a waste. He's Devontae so bad. Parker yeah. has no compete for deep balls more no. often than not as well. No. Can't keep his foot in bounds. You try to run the ball. You're the best player you have on offense, gets a hip drop tackle, rolls his ankle. He's probably going to be shelved for the rest of the season. Like, <laughs> what is this team supposed to do?
4: Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there are two best receivers, I would say, on the roster are
2: probably... sidelines and the turf.
4: Yeah. Well, Kendrick... No, well, I mean, Kendrick Bourne and Pop Douglas. Neither guy oh, yeah, yeah. is a number one. Neither yeah. guys is a number two, really. I mean, they're pro- they're probably both number threes at this stage and could be useful, but you don't even have them. So, Bailey's that like... we. There were so many excuses for Mac Jones, like "oh, just the overall talent around him is bad." But then in comes Bailey Zappi, where the overall talent, which was bad, is even worse for mm-hmm. this game. You don't have those two guys who are as reliable as it gets for this team, and you know the weather sucked too. But whatever, like that's that's going to be a factor, especially playing New England. You're gonna have to kind of toughen it up a little bit. It but was
2: pretty a, awesome. It was, was, yeah, it was disgusting. It was 43, raining sideways, windy. And I'll tell you, if however empty the stadium looked on TV, it looked and felt more empty in person. If there were forty thousand people there, I'd be stunned. Uh, the stadium workers were all sort of like joking about it, just being like, "Hey, Fitz, you hear? There's a, you hear they're saying forty five thousand today. <laughs> Lol. Uh, <laughs> so do you think?
5: Do you think the, ten dollars to get in, Rich?
2: So do the crafts? Do they, do they take
4: notice of that? Do they really take that personal, or do they try to use the? Well, it was raining sideways and it was thirty degrees. What do you want us to do? They, uh, no, they have to look at that as have, like that is a, a sure to, sign. Okay,
2: have to have to look at this yep. and say we gotta do so- We gotta do something. Gotta do something. It's... And and by something I mean sweeping organizational change. Yeah. And yet still for some reason, and I don't know where, how, and why. Look, I understand. You know, we had a, a lot of different schools of thought. Like Belichick sounded like he's really committed to the bit this morning in his interview on Greg Hill's show yesterday, though after the game. I was as petulant and immature, I think, as I've ever heard Bill Belichick in a post-game interview. There seems to be this growing school of thought that, like, oh, no, he's definitely going to be back next no. year. He has to be. No, He should not be. I, I mean, maybe
4: that's how it's coming across at this point, but I think I don't, know. I don't want any of the major characters back. Like, the, you need a new quarterback room. You need a new coach. You need a new GM, and I understand that's the same guy, but you could replace him with two different guys. You need a new offensive coordinator. Like, you need you need to start over. And I think understanding that next year, like, I don't think there's going to be this dramatic turnaround, but you at least need to see like, all right, that's where it's going. Like, that's where, that's where it's going to be. And maybe you're sneaky competitive, maybe like, like Houston, for example, Houston gets a new coach. They get a new quarterback in there. They got mm-hmm. the right guy, even though it's sort of out of their hands. Carolina looks like they took the wrong guy. Houston took the right guy. And now they might even make the playoffs this year. Like you mm-hmm. need something along those lines. Instead, it's just if you bring anybody back I I that would be so maddening. That would be the most frustrating thing in the world. Uh but we'll see if they end up doing that. You guys can join us here tonight 617-779-7937. I take kind of less away from even the Bailey Zappy experience. Like I think I I thought he deserved the opportunity at this point. Like why have a starter get benched so many times? He's the mm-hmm. backup that you eventually landed on, so he should have gotten the start, but what did we really expect? Like, did you think the? I don't think the offense was going to all of a sudden light up the scoreboard. But again, getting shut out is uh, is pretty damning, is pretty telling. And yet, with all of that, part of me who's rooting for the draft pick was mm-hmm. thinking in the third, fourth quarter, they're only down six. They're only down six. Yeah. They hit on one of these big play. Parker stepped out of bounds on that deep one down the field. If that was a
2: completed pass, you are like. Are they going to win this? Are they going to screw up and win this game? Yeah, or is it safe? No, legitimately, there was a point where I thought like they're just going to have some sort of lucky drive, and they're going to be able to ma- like someone's going to catch a maybe Thornton will just st- a st- a step under one, or someone's going to shake it loose, and they're going to accidentally win this game seven to six. And <laughs> what a demor- like I hate to say what this, thought, but what a demoralizing win that would have been.
4: Uh, it would have been awful. would have been absolutely awful. So, uh, again, you guys could join us here on this 90-minute edition of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Plus, we're bringing back Boom Roasted. It's been way too long. We could have done it on the Patriots, but we're actually going to try to make everybody feel a little bit better. We're going to do it on Zach Wilson and the Jets. And we have what happened in the NFL uh, all on the way prior to Monday Night Football. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending.
0: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
5: Be golly, the Patriots lose yet another one to the San Diego Chargers. Six to nothing at home at Gillette Stadium. Bailey Zappi got the start. He went 13 for 2,541 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So what do you think, Zappi? Are you going to get the start on Thursday?
0: At what point last week did you find out you'd be starting? Um,
4: during the week, I know. You knew during the week last week? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know that you'll be starting this week against the Steelers?
5: I'm not sure that is, that's, I'm sure Coach Belichick will tell us that, you know, this week sometime, but I'll keep that. Like last week, kept it private. We'll keep it private this week. And you're not keeping it private now? You don't know? I don't know. Ramondre Stevenson was ruled out of the game after suffering an ankle injury in the first quarter. Initial x-rays on Stevenson were negative, but the belief is that an MRI will show a sprain and that Ramondre will likely miss a few games. The Patriots take on the Steelers this Thursday night at Akershaw Stadium in Pittsburgh, kickoff at 8.15. Monday Night Football tonight as the 5-6 Bengals are in Jacksonville to take on the 8-3 Jaguars, kickoff also at 8-15. Don't forget, you can catch that game right here on Weei. Our Westwood One coverage begins at 7-30. Celtics in-season tournament continues tonight. They're in Indiana to take on the Pacers in the quarterfinals, tipoff at 7-30. Kristaps Porzingis will miss his fourth straight game tonight with a calf strain. However, reports from earlier today say that the Celtics are hoping that Porzingis could return back to the lineup Later this week. And the Bruins beat the Blue Jackets last night at the TD Garden 3-1. to The Bees have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice on Thursday when they'll host the Sabres at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz show coming up.
0: You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. <laughs>
6: How does that affect Zappi? What's his bet?
4: Back here on the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy, and I'll tell you, Fitzy, I'm starting to think maybe Tyquan Thornton doesn't have it. He might not have what it takes to be an you know, NFL wide receiver.
2: Wait, you don't think that he he might, he's the guy no. to disprove that the tall, slender, second-round, speedy Baylor wide receivers nope. are made for the NFL?
4: I don't think it's going to be no. him. Nope. A oh. uh, much was made when he uh, measured the thinnest wrists in the history of the combine a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit fragile. And uh, also can't catch, which is maybe a bigger issue for a wide receiver of the National Football League.
2: It's kind of a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, you need it. You see, it's wide receiver, so you have to receive the the football. And, you know, apparently Bailey Zappi made a monstrous mistake yesterday. He threw it right to the hands of Taequann Thornton. You got the speed when you drafted him, but it didn't say that, you know, hands were included.
4: Can't do it. Yeah, so he's he's an absolute absolute bust. There's just no reason for, uh, for Tyquan Thornton on the team. And uh, again, they are undermanned when it comes to uh, offensive personnel, to say the least uh, you guys, your thoughts on this six, one, seven, 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 nine, seven, nine, three, seven. We got Matt in Rhode Island. He'll lead things off here on WEI.
6: What do you got, Matt? Hey, what's up guys? Um, what a positive note. You know, I was, I was happy to hear Ramondre Stevenson isn't, isn't seriously hurt. Um, you know, I, he was going to run wild yesterday. And be, you know, I, I had a problem, too. But anyway, besides the point, you know, feet two twenty, two thirty. when he, he lowers his pad, he's an absolute beast. So he's a part of the future. Um, the reason I call tonight is there is no way in the world Malik Cunningham, even as inexperienced as he is, at wide receiver isn't better than some of those guys at wide receiver. And furthermore, I mean, what I can say about Josh McDaniels is, you know, he's got a little razzle-dazzle, a couple trick plays. You mean to tell me you can't put in a trick play? In the last three weeks you're saying to yourself, And maybe we can put in a trick play here. You know what I mean? It's like, what is going on? As yeah. far as Taekwond Thornton, you know, you hear all these reports, whatnot. Most people had him as like a fifth round pick or something, um, to that to that regard. Mm-hmm. And you trade up and get this bum. It is seriously it's disgusting. Their, their offensive their, – and the same thing with Cole Strange, right? But their, their offensive drafting and free agent signing is just absolutely ridiculous. Let me just leave you with this because uh, I appreciate your time. Sure. Is there any possibility since Malik Cunningham is part of the future? Just an idea I was kind of had in my head. No, he's not. What about um, Julian Edelman being a four-broke quarterback? Maybe, you know, maybe he could help a little bit in the offseason – Transition to a wide
4: receiver. Yeah, I don't know, Matt. I, I don't think Malik Cunningham is going to be anything, but I at least at the rest of this season want to see him play quarterback. Forget about wide receiver. Everybody would say like through camp and everything else, he worked out so much at receiver, and he's not a receiver. Not every guy can pull the Julian Edelman. So I don't think he's a wide receiver. At this point, they don't have a quarterback. So why can't he play a little bit? I think a whole game would be too much. You wouldn't want to ask for a whole game. That's probably not fair to the other guys on offense to have Malik Cunningham run his eight plays all game. But that could be the sprinkle. That could sort of tie in your two things. It doesn't have to be all gadget plays, but just something different. Maybe get a, maybe get a little bit of a spark. If the offensive line the last few weeks has been blocking pretty well for the run game, mm-hmm. then why not see if you have something with a, with a
2: running quarterback? At this point, it doesn't. it can't hurt. Or just have him play a series. Don't don't leave right, it for right. the red zone. Don't have it be a series of gimmick or trick or package plays when you get down near the scoring house. Just put him in and see. Maybe if we'll you see. can, because obviously he did well in the ah that preseason game so long ago, which little did we realize was truly to be a harbinger for what was to come this season.
4: Yeah, the twenty twenty two draft class might out the twenty nineteen draft class. I it.
2: Cole, it is, it's pretty impressive, actually.
4: It's insane. Like, uh, up and down the list. Cole Strange, Tyquan Thornton, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Pierre Strong, Bailey Zappi. Those guys were all drafted in the first four rounds. So I won't even include the other guys because, whatever, everybody else's track record's pretty bad. But Marcus
2: th- Jones might be the only one who, like, yeah. Reaches through the quicksand and says, help me. Right.
4: Who might be able to play. But even then, he might just be a really good
2: return guy, which is at least something. I'll take anything. (laughs) He was good on offense for all three plays they put him in last year. Like, the guy has, I mean, at this point now, anyone who steps in next year, whether it's a new OC, new HC, new everything, should look at a guy with his talent and say, Oh, this guy can scoot. This guy can move. i got to put him on offense. I I can find a slot corner anywhere. I can't find someone who's got his open field ability. Well, since we're talking about
4: uh, draft classes, this past year's draft class, uh, Christian Gonzalez looked great to start, Mm -hmm. and we'll see. We were sold a bill bill of goods on uh, Marte Mapu, were we not? That guy, I feel like his name was mentioned every other minute during training camp. Like, wait a second, this guy—he's the modern training. digger. I don't know if he's a safety or a linebacker. Turns out neither does the team. He, the guy, <laughs> the guy's barely out there. I don't know what he's going to play or what he's going to do. And we were—I was led to believe—if you are going to take defensive players with the first three picks of the draft. Mm-hmm. when your defense is significantly better than your offense, mm-hmm. those guys better be pretty damn good. They better be worth the picks, or at least I needed a dart throw at some offensive players. Don't wait to the sixth round to grab a couple of wide receivers. One of the many reasons why this offense is where it is. All right, let's go to Dan in Rhode Island. What's up, Dan? Hi,
3: guys. Happy Monday. Yes. Oh, good isn't it every It <laughs> sure is. Uh, you know, it used, used to be this time of year we started identifying the tomato cans for the divisional round. Now right. you're talking nope. about a guy who never played in the league to begin with. Correct. Uh, Fitz, you got to get more with the Times. I think for the rest of this year, you got to change the name to like the Six Points podcast or post game show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Six Rings, Six Points, uh, whatever. Six Points it, would be it nice. It's a little dated, you know? Yeah. you got to get more with the Times. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It, can't it, call it, it Six Wins.
2: Nope, can't call it six no, wins, get, Dan.
3: When they get six points, you can officially change it. So okay. Um, look, I'm trying to be positive. Look, the, no. the you try here, here's the way I look at it. So everybody just talks about the number two or three pick, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But don't two becomes thirty four or thirty five? You know what I mean? Right. You get mm-hmm. a high pick in every single round. Correct. So, yeah. It, yeah. Damn to right. me, <clears throat> moving. Moving forward, even more important than a coach, you have to find the best talent evaluator in the game. I don't know. I mean, John Lynch, they're not going anywhere. This is, I mean, who's it?
2: Howie, that's the guy. Is it Rose- Dan. Yeah. And so- Adam Peters, the assistant to John Lynch in San Francisco. If you could poach anybody, that that's the guy that you would I, want to go find.
4: I want to. Did, did thanks that. For the call, did, yeah, thanks for the call. Did that guy want Trey Lance? Because if that guy did, I'd have my, my
2: doubts. Uh, that's a good question. You know, like, that's I'm the a thing. Rich, yeah. if you watched, and I'm sure you did, if you watched the absolute desecration, humiliation, and steamrolling of the Eagles yesterday oh, sure by the is. 49ers, oh, yeah. uh, they have talent. to they. So you could split the 49ers. Wagon. Like, they're they're like a, what those plants, the hostas, where, like, you <laughs> can, like, split it in half yeah. and replant it, and it'll just come back as big and strong in both different plants. Like, yeah, no, they're you could nasty. split the 49ers into two teams. Yep and each of those teams would still probably be a division leader and beat the Pats.
4: Uh, oh, yeah. That, well, that goes without saying. Everybody's beating the Pats right now. They're 2-10. and 2-10. They've lost five straight games. One touchdown in three weeks is on pace to be one of the worst offenses in over a decade. And uh, right now they would be picking second. So, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was out for most of the season. Arizona, I think we could expect them to be more frisky with Kyler Murray and they're two and two with him in the game. They're three and 10 now. So Carolina has the worst record. They're a that's a horrible outfit. They're one and 11 new England's two and 10 Arizona is three and 10. Everybody else has four or more wins. Mm -hmm. So forget about a top three pick. I mean, you have right now the second pick and the number one pick is not out of the question. Carolina for, they don't even own the pick. So if it's, like, right down to the end and they have a chance to win a game, they're going to win it. They could, they're not going to have somebody from the press box be like, all right, throw this one away. Or, like, no, they're going to try to win. Now, I know they suck, and they might end up with one win, whatever. But the caller's point's a good one, too, because now you're also picking thirty four If you picked second and 34th, like, yeah. okay, now now you have something. But you can't have Bill making these picks. You can't have him taking Cole and just, Strange and Taequann Thornton and Marte uh, Mapu and, and all these other guys. Even Mac Jones, all right? I mean, these guys are not. Nikhil Harry, Jawan Williams, these are all recent first and second round picks.
2: Who is the pick in the last four to five years that you can point, like, besides Christian Gonzalez?
4: Yep, that's it. That's the one. But again, that's four games. So if you're looking at guys that have been in the league a little bit longer, I guess you would say Duggar has has shaped into a good player.
2: player. He's a good football player. He's not an all-pro or anything. No, but I'd hold, like, I'd... I'd, pri- I'd priority sign him and Jabril Peppers for next year to make sure that at least I have a mm. sturdy back end as the defense and the offense. The entire team undergoes significant renovations.
4: Was the last really good pick Joe Tooney in the 2016 draft?
2: I mean, really, I mean, 2017 was a, a complete wash.
4: 2017, like, they didn't even have any picks.
2: 2018 was the first two picks and were Isaiah Mitchell Wynn or and, and Michelle. No, Sony Michelle, yep.
4: Duke Dawson was the second rounder that uh, year. Where the were great you for Duke? the
2: Duke Dawson era.
4: <laughs> I was at his house having a party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then the first three picks in 19 were Nikhil Harry, Jawan Williams, Chase Winovich.
2: JFC.
4: Like, that, oh, is, un- <laughs> that is unbelievable. And then you did, You got Duggar and Uche in 2020 in the second round, and mm-hmm. whatever. Like We'll see. That's also the year that you— That was tra- the COVID year. Maybe Bill should just not go out and scout. Mm-hmm. But he also drafted Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene and the racist kicker. Ah, Roarwasser. Roarwasser. Oh, Unwenu was in that draft. Unwenu's good, but you probably won't he, re-sign he him, is, and he'll be gone. Although,
2: Hart pointed out yesterday on the post-game show, if I'm Mike Unwenu and I don't take a friendly deal with the Patriots to stick around New England and I want to take my talents to the open market— I'm probably having my agent and my agent's people cut out the quote highlights from the game against the Chargers because he was a turnstile yesterday. Yeah. All right.
4: Well, still those guys end up making more money than you expect, right? Anytime they hit the open market, I think Mm -hmm. I don't think the Patriots are going to offer him the most money. So my guess is they don't make as much as
2: you know as uh, WEEI's other personalities, but that's hard to do. That's a yes. hard thing to pull off. I, uh, I can't wait to meet them Friday, by the way, at the uh, Army-Navy broadcast. There's a
4: whole list of them, the whole list of other personalities as they uh, shuffle up the decks a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, Friday between 2 and 6, they're going to yeah. be uh, changing. up. You might hear some voices that you don't normally no. hear then. so I'm just
2: excited. I'm just excited. I, I, love other, I love personality, yep. and I love other ones. I'm going to rip the knob off and listen to the whole thing.
4: Let's yep. go to uh, Jeff down on the Cape. What's going on, Jeff?
3: Hey, thanks for taking the call, first of all. That was classic. That six points podcast. Yep. So, I well, yeah, I know. Dan from <laughs>
2: Cranston is a he's he's one of my P ones. He's the uh, he's mm-hmm. he's a he's a keeper.
3: All right, sounds like sounds like a buddy of mine named Putzi, and he'll know it if <laughs> if it's him. But anyway, so, wait, hold on, Putzi. So, yeah, it's an inside joke. I think I know who the guy is, but uh, but anyway, I, I did just want to say I think Belichick's come w- would take a step down, give up the uh, personnel. And chase the um chase chase the record, the wins record. Well, I really do. He's getting old. I know. Do you I know mean, how many
4: years he's gonna have to coach this roster to get the wins record? It'll be like ten yeah, more years.
1: That's a, yeah, that's
3: fair. If he gets a better deal, maybe. Yeah. But I think he's okay staying, set up his kids. You know, I don't think
4: it's I don't think it's that bad. Alright, well, Jeff, so my counter to that would be if Robert Kraft just keeps him around for the wins record, that's insanity. That might be what Bill wants, but how on earth could Robert want that? How could Robert sell that to the to the fans and the season ticket holders and and everybody? Just his own sanity. He's sitting up there in the in the press box. He's having meetings. He's sitting there with the president of CBS or whatever the hell it was the other day. Like, do you think he likes watching his team score zero points and lose to everybody? He hyped up the Germany game like it was the second thing closest to the Super Bowl. They lost that one. He
2: can't. He's not going to let Bill just chase the wins record. He better not. Did, did how many shots i i i wasn't able to keep track how many shots of you know sad craft or a few just, yeah like i feel i almost wonder i be dead honest like i almost wonder if given the power that mr craft has If Robert, Jonathan, whomever, doesn't go to the networks and just be like, guys, I mean, it's been kind of a thing. Like, Dad's been a meme now this year, (laughs) like in the puffy code in Germany. Like, if we could just, like, like, he's really depressed about this team. If we could show him fewer times during the game, like we get, we get it. Like everyone now says, like the Patriots, the once great franchise, the gold yeah. standard of the NFL, now the bottom of the barrel, the laughing stock of the National Football League. We get it. They just certainly are. Just maybe a few are. fewer shots of dad. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wait, an odd thing. An owner
4: that doesn't want to be on on TV. Usually, it's like anything's. Uh, well, any, he's just.
2: He's always sad. Yeah. Well, there's not much to be happy about. No, I mean, I, I cannot. Again, I cannot, and people will back me up on this. The highlight of the day yesterday was the triple Chinook flyover after the anthem five minutes before kickoff. It's
4: pretty sweet, though. Uh,
2: it was awesome. Yeah. So I brought, <laughs> honestly, <like, laughs> they flew right over the stadium, and you could feel it. So- and everyone was like, yeah, America! <laughs> and then later on, yeah. people were like, "We can leave now. <laughs> we
3: can leave. Take me with
4: you." So, talk about sad owners. So they lose the Monday Night Football game, which you can argue both sides of it. I think it overall it's just more shame and embarrassment on the on the Patriots than oh, oh yeah. well, at least you don't get smacked on Monday night.
2: But is is that, you- are you guys gonna do a Tier Tuesday tomorrow? Most embarrassing moments. Of- <laughs> We probably could. Yeah, there's like
4: 20. Uh, Andrew Okay. in uh, New York Post wrote about why Monday Night Football is the only flex schedule so far this season. So there's been plenty of games that have been eligible to be flexed, and the only one has been Patriots Chiefs to this point. And this was the quote. For the first Monday Night Football flex, the NFL saw an opportunity to move a potentially non-competitive game that did include Mahomes but also the woeful Patriots. While ESPN wants Mahomes on its air, it would prefer a compelling game, and New England hasn't offered that all year. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm
2: moving.
0: That is insane. I mean, that's not wrong, but it's like, No, but you
2: watched, I'm sure you watched the 76 points the Seahawks and the Cowboys put up Mm. last Thursday night. I love points. That game was a blast. I, I actually went out to a bar and yes. watched it, which, uh, I mean, I was already predisposed to have fun because I was free and out and in a bar. Yep, hammering. But on top of it all... Points. There, 76 points. Were, it was a yeah. blast. It's great stuff.
4: Love watching the points have being the, scored. Will
2: the Patriots score 76 points between now and the end of the season? No, no. chance in hell. None. No way. <laughs> I don't care if you tack on a
4: couple more games. this just not happening. They're getting worse. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we saw Yesterday, it was as bad as I guess you could have uh, imagined. Bailey Zappi doesn't turn it over. Bailey Zappi, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of similar. Like I don't think there's much of a – between he and Mac Jones, one isn't better or worse than that big of a gap in my mind. But Correct. the one thing is clear is you don't want either one of those guys taking any snaps for your team next year.
2: Not unless there's like it's the preseason yeah, sure. or it's an emergency and you have and you need a third string quarterback right. like Drake May's hurt or whatever, you get you somehow land another
4: guy we're not even thinking about, like through free agency or something else, and then he gets hurt and you're sort of in that jet situation where you have to go. Or as to Zach the athletics
2: suggested today, Bill Belichick sticks around, they draft a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in for a bridge year, Garoppolo and the draft pick get hurt, that's when you call up the Zach.
4: I. I don't think I could handle a Belichick Garoppolo season next year. Who wants that? <laughs> Dude, that's worse than this. I don't want that. What's the What's the ceiling on a Garoppolo Belichick twenty twenty four? Is Bill O'Brien still calling the plays?
2: Second down and nine. Garoppolo <laughs> steps back, looks for Parker. Oh, it's yeah. intercepted. Who <laughs> is it thrown to? Ah. Oh they they, need, they got a lot of work to do we, uh, we, we, I, we, I need i need some time I and need if some, bill if 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 bill's, here, if bill's in charge of the draft yep
4: and they're picking second what what faith do you have that he drafts a quarterback i mean he's taking the you, tackle from penn state
2: or he's taking whatever like the top defensive player is I'll tell
4: you or he trades would, down and gets multiple picks and you're like you're not gonna be here for all these picks
2: yeah i i if they have the first overall pick unless they were just over the moon uh, about an enamored of, you know, let's say Caleb Williams or something, I'd be fine with them trading back because, I hate to say it, Rich, the need for talent on this team, even with the projected eight million million in cap space, it is so dire. Yeah, but it you can't. It so dire.
4: You can't. I, re- I really don't feel like you can uh, be a top three pick this year and then walk away with something
2: other than Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison. Are we sure? Besides Marvin Harris All right. I love Besides Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Harrison and Malik neighbors because I think that kid is also he's like, also LSU very, very is good. a freaking yep. wide receiver yes factory. yes yes aside from those two and maybe the tackle from Penn State I don't know if anyone is the answer I mean I know that's the risk of the draft but uh, yeah but I mean there's a good chance one of those quarterbacks is going to be I don't even know if it's a good chance
4: but if one of those quarterbacks ends up being a franchise quarterback and you were like well we had to trade down so we could get more Taequann Thorntons I'm like no. No. Take the guy. You're n- you're never up there that high. You got to trust the people making that pick, and I don't trust the current people that would be making that pick. That's why I want new people to come in and make Same. that pick. That can be their first pick, and then hopefully that leads to a new era of Patriots football. All right, we got uh uh make some Monday Night Football bets coming up in the Bet de Jour, and uh we're bringing back boom roasted, and we're actually not going to boom roast the Patriots. That seems like it would be almost too easy. Just wait to fall. Look at any tweet the Patriots put out the last Two days, and you could just boom roast the comments there. But We're going to do it as it relates to Zach Wilson. But let's make some Monday Night Football bets first uh, when we come back on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI.
0: You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI.
4: Back here on the Rich Keith Show with Fitzie C W E I on a Patriots Monday. Pats fall to 2-10 and 10 on the season as they get shut out by the Chargers 6-0. I have another,
3: I'm sorry, yes. every
5: time I hear this before. 6, zip. Think,
2: Six nothing. What world is it? Is like, it? Honestly, if somebody could just come in and just be like, oh man, like uh, we had a caller yesterday call into the show and just be like, hey, did you catch that uh, Los Angeles Galaxy's New England Revolution <laughs> game at Gillette today?
4: 6 nothing is what the final score was. Yeah, somebody was <laughs> like, Brad Marsh had beat the Bruins yesterday 3-0. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he outscored. So here's another stat I came up with. So this is from the Rich Keefe Stats and Info Department. So, again, take it or leave it. Okay. The leader for the Patriots, uh, the touchdown leader, is actually tied. It's a competitive tie between Kendrick Bourne has mm-hmm. four receiving touchdowns and really Ramondre mean. Stevenson has four rushing touchdowns. There are... 56 offensive players in the NFL with five or more touchdowns. So there are 56 guys that have scored more touchdowns than the Patriots leader has. And that's not even counting uh, Bland for the Cowboys who has five on defense. So it's, I guess there's 57 players with more tight. You'd have to go and a tie for fifty-eighth would be Bourne and Stevenson. And those are the leaders of yep. the New England Patriots. That's right. That's right. Ah. <clears throat> They're averaging right. 12 points per game as a team, which is the worst. So you're like, oh, Tim Boyle sucks. Yeah, he does. The Jets have scored more points than the Patriots. The Giants have scored more points. The Carolina Panthers
2: have scored more points. I <laughs> believe, Rich, if uh, this is where I'm we're not at. mistaken. Yeah. and uh, Listen, I didn't have the full disposal of the Rich Keefe stats and information no, department no. at my disposal they were, today. They were busy. They're uh, very, very busy. They do top shelf work. Uh-huh. Um, but I I did consult some of uh, the WEI's other personalities and <laughs> what they come up with. Uh, the Patriots right now are on track to finish, averaging two points less per game than the 2008 winless Detroit Lions.
4: There you go. There you have it. There you go. That was not a good club either. That 08 Lions team. Yeah. Well, it was
2: the fact that they didn't win yeah, any games.
4: None of the games. None of the games. No. Imagine if the Buffalo Bills missed the playoffs by a game, and they're like, "We lost to the Patriots. <laughs> we lost to the freaking Patriots,
2: kept us out of the playoffs. We made Mac Jones look like Patrick oh Mahomes."
4: We do have an AFC Monday Night Football matchup, and this could have been a great one. Unfortunately, with uh, Joe Burrow injury, uh, it is not. But Jaguars at home, they're eight and three, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who are five and six. Jags now ten point favorites. In this one. We are all somehow, some way six, six and two betting
2: the Monday night football game against the spread this year. Uh Fitzy, who are you taking? I believe the Jaguars will win this game outright. However, ten is a big ask. It's a lot. Now I understand they're a much better team with Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, I think, is like one in twenty-four, one in twenty, something like that, like a horrible number mm-hmm. straight up without Joe Burrow at quarterback. That said, I th- I see the Bengals make a six to eight point game maybe you know like a touchdown ish yeah yeah so I don't see it being a blowout so I'm gonna take the Bengals to cover the ten I am too I am
4: too I uh, we haven't seen a lot of this uh, Jake Browning individual right this would be his second start
2: I think probably be at QB one in New England but does
4: have a lot of skill players still around him and so uh, well and we'll see how Jackson like. Now that Jacksonville's in a different spot now where they are expected mm-hmm. to win, they're expected to win the division, mm-hmm. like they're not sneaking up on people. Sometimes those primetime games can uh you know, maybe they're not as prepared, the lights are brighter, et cetera. So I will take mm-hmm. uh all the points from Cincinnati. Stiz.
5: I'll be the contrarian. Right, I'm gonna go good. Jacksonville.
4: Very good. All right, I St- like that Stiz is at home go
2: someplace that he's always wanted to visit. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yep. It's just a I'll big fit old right in. Well, that a is a big old dollar store with some coastline.
4: Your guy, Bruce Campbell, in Ash versus Evil Dead, he loves right. Jacksonville. He's, right. like, he's like, that's can't wait to get to Pol Jacksonville. Polish. Yeah, that's the spot. He has like the postcard of Jacksonville. <laughs> it's like, oh, the greatest place mm. in America. Jacksonville. Mm. All Real right. City. Prop, what do you got for the old prop tonight?
2: Uh, I'm going to take, I believe it was minus 120. So playable, playable yes. odds. Yep. Uh, give me Christian Kirk, 50 receiving yards or more. All right. Very good. I, I can't keep doubting this guy like he's just he's, he's solid really really solid
4: i'm gonna take a joe mixon anytime touchdown plus 175. Tasty. So if we think the Bengals are going to keep it close, I can see Mixon getting in the end zone and get a little bit of juice for that. So I will take uh, Joe Mixon score. Stiz, give me a Calvin Ridley anytime, Tutty.
2: Plus one thirty-five. All right, I like that. Very good. None for... of us went uh, with the Boston Celtics in their uh, <laughs> no. quarterfinal game, huh? Stiz, there were no no obscure Bruins bets you could
5: make. I know the IST to play by the rules. The
2: IST rolling on tonight. I, the IST. That sounds like yeah. something like like an adjacent Bourne movie. Like the IST <laughs> would like to meet <laughs> Mr. Bourne.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Real quick, because I know we have what happened coming up, but I don't know if we have any other time tonight to mention it. College football playoff, real quick on this, just because I've been really paying more attention to it this year, maybe because of the Patriots draft pick or whatever else. It's just been a very exciting football season. Mm
2: -hmm. Phenomenal college. It's been way better than the NFL.
4: Yeah, it's been a blast. There's been a lot of really good games. Conference championships, a couple of really good games, a couple of blowouts, but a couple of really good games. And So you end up getting Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama as the top four. Michigan and Washington are undefeated. All four of those teams are conference champs. The two big stories, though, Florida State, undefeated ACC champ out, and Georgia, who was in first place all season long, lost their first game in the SEC title to Alabama and get bounced out. I will say these games will probably be very entertaining, Fitzy, but Mm -hmm. Florida State should be in. I I know a lot of people have said that. I will echo that. I think they should absolutely be in because they're – they beat their rival without, their, without Jordan Travis. That's the hang-up, right? Their starting quarterback was a stud. He's hurt. He broke his leg. But they beat Florida in Florida without him. And then they just won the ACC title against Louisville, who was a top-15 team without him. The first time they ever did the college football playoff, Braxton Miller and JT Barrett got hurt. Some guy we'd never heard of at the time, Cardell Jones, later known as uh, 12-gauge, he got brought in at the very end of the season, and they won the whole thing. So Florida State should be in it. You can't have two one-loss teams and a Power 5 undefeated team not in it.
2: Yeah, I guess their backup, who was suffering from a concussion or was in the protocol, uh, was unable to play. So the third stringer played in that game against Jeff Broms, Louisville, and that was an absolute slog. And I feel like the reason why Florida State was left out of the college football playoff was Michigan basically played Florida State Saturday night because – Iowa was ranked 16th or 17th. Funny how Bill Belichick's good college football buddy, Kirk Ferentz, has a team that does the exact same thing. Plays (laughs) tremendous defense, can't score for love, sex, or money. No, Uh, So I think once the College Football Selection Committee watched Michigan play a team like Florida State, defensively sound, offensively inept. They're like, "We can't do this again. And we can't do it on New Year's Day. We can't hemorrhage ratings. We can't have the final college football playoff that only has four teams have one team be an absolute mail-in, no-brainer offensively challenged team." So, yeah, but Iowa they went with what was going to be team, the be- they- yeah. What's that? I- but Iowa lost 3 games
4: this year. I know, but they so were like- still
2: like a top 25 team, I believe. But I feel and- like
4: if you're just like, "Oh, well they don't have their guy," like then like but they played two games without their guy and they won those games. In Louisville, Is probably even a more impressive win than Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve title game.
2: So, but but Texas beat Texas beat Alabama and Alabama beat Georgia, which buoyed them.
4: Yeah, I would not have Alabama in. I guess I would have Florida State in because because Texas won the head to head. I would have Mm -hmm. Texas as the one loss, and I would have Florida State in and be like, all right, let's see, let's see, let's you know, you got all these other guys. Their defense is great. Maybe they'll find crazy ways to win. You can't run the table in a Power Five and only have three undefeated teams and you're not in it?
2: Like, I think that's nuts. It seems brutally unfair, but the fact that they left that provision there in their charter saying yeah. any significant injuries or players missing that right. could affect gameplay and the outcome. You know, d- cut to New Year's Day, Rich, when we're on, like, our fourth Bellini or our fifth sure. bloody oh, I'm gonna watch kick games. off the Rose yeah. Bowl. Are you kidding me? I also think if you're Florida
4: State, I would tell them to pound sand. I wouldn't play in that game either. What, what
2: game are, what game do they get invited They're playing Georgia.
4: So, like, that's almost like the de facto title game. Like, the winner of Florida State, Georgia, has a case that they're the best team in college football.
2: Interesting. I mean, they're interesting. Like, I, I, and if Georgia absolutely hammers them, then they're just yeah. going to prove our point.
4: But I think then you could also say that Georgia should be in. <laughs> like, you Georgia know, I, also should have been in. I, I
2: doubt I doubt yeah. Brock, Bra- Brock Bowers plays, like anyone yeah. that people are going to want to yeah. see or that, you know, yeah.
4: All right, anyway, that, I, I do to get to that. We'll uh, get Hart's take on it tomorrow when he joins the show when we have a uh, full-tang program, but that was our real quick college football minute there. Mm-hmm. Let's get to a little Boom Roasted as, yes, the Patriots are an absolute joke, but the New York Jets quarterback situation, also a joke, and a lot of people were uh, taking shots at it, so we will uh, go through some of the highlights in Boom Roasted coming up next.